Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. As we pursue Jesus, our vision is to build a community of believers who are present-centered, people-focused, and community-oriented. This message is taken from our Blueprint series, a journey through the book of Acts. We really believe that you will encounter Jesus through this teaching today. We're looking at Acts, aren't we, at the minute? Amazing, just amazing example for us. Um, and so many things to draw from this book and the, that week after week we've just been encouraged in this fantastic demonstration of the young church that was birthed into the earth at a pivotal time in history and um, as God said you know Pentecost has happened and everything changed from that day um, and we saw the immediacy of that change we got the privilege of seeing some guys and girls a few hours few weeks months before and then we got to see them the moment the minutes the hours and the weeks and months after that and um, what a tremendous change that was so it's, it's, it's good for us to to see that and that contrast um and and i think this morning when what the word what what we're asking god for is i don't know about you but i'm i'm always i can get comfortable in things and I know it's good to start to strip things off. It's start to take it, good to take a check and, and make sure that I'm traveling light, that me and my family are traveling light, that we as a community are traveling light and we're not caught up in things that Jesus isn't trying to catch us up in, um, that we're not paying attention to things that Jesus isn't directing our focus towards. So that's very broad and that can be applied to every area of our life. Um, and this morning, I pray that, yeah, as we just look into the word, again, our, our eyes are caught up, again, with the purpose that we've been called for. Um, Jesus came with a mission, and nobody was going to stop him. The whole of hell tried to, um, but it says in Isaiah, before he came, it says, he came, and he set his face like flint. His face was set like flint to the cross, and he saw that cross ahead of him. Even his disciples tried to stop him, and he, 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 at all cost, he was not going to let anything distract him. He spoke to them. There were moments where they said, rest, eat some food, aren't you hungry? He said, no, I must go on to the next town to preach this gospel, for that is why I was sent all the time. And you know, he, he had an amazing ability to keep himself focused, and it was through relationship with his father, because there were many distractions um, so we're, we're going to we'll stay on course today, and um, we're going to be getting into traveling light, setting our face like flint towards the task which we've been called. Um, now I've, I've been uh, I've been seeing this word game keep popping up on my feeds in different places, and um, it challenges me to see if I can remove the unnecessary words in this sentence. Bit of a game, bit of a challenge, bit of sort of mental um, gymnastics. And I saw that and it really challenged me. I thought, yeah, Gary, you do ramble on a bit sometimes. Um, I know this is a bit of a game and it, it, it will be good, but actually in life, um, it just pointed a button on me and said, yeah, actually, it, that's, that's an amazing thing. And I started to think about that, about how we streamline things. Um, I remember one, one guy who was discipling me, we were with, with a group, and um, he was asking us what translation of the Bible we read. And I said, oh, I'm reading the Amplified at the minute. I love it. And he was like, flipping heck. Gary says that, that Bible plan is a 
Bible in three years, let alone one year, because there's loads of words. I just love words. I love them. I just can't like just understand one thing with one word. I just like to dig in and dig it all out. And, but I'm challenged to actually, sometimes two words is enough. Um, I just found this quote, Thomas Jefferson, the third president, the founding father, one of the founding fathers of the United States of America, principal author of the Declaration of Independence. He said this, the most valuable of all talents is that of never using two words when one word will do. Um, and you know, it's important sometimes just to see where we can streamline things, where we can find our focus, where we can get right to the point. So I'll try not to speak too long um, this morning and we'll get right in there. But um, there was, uh, if you read the book of Acts, you cannot help but be challenged about that. Um, written and produced so many years ago, speaking right up to the time that Jesus returns to us, to challenges, to keep us focused. And um, there was a, um, a guy called John B. Phillips. Have you ever heard of the J.B. Phillips translation, a modern translation? And in the 50s, he did this because he was working with children. He'd studied Greek at Cambridge and working with young people. And he just found that just the translations of the Bible just weren't cutting it for them. He said, they, I just saw their inability to grasp the themes and the concepts. And he went about doing this uh, modern day translation. And he, did, um, he wrote the young church um, the, the Young Church in Action, he called it, the Book of Acts. He translated it. And I've got this book, and, and it's all dark and dusty. It's like a, it's like a comic. Uh, uh, what, what, what were those? Not the paper comics, but the albums that you used to get. The annual ones. It's like that. It's like really light and bendy. It's a hard, hard cover. And I love it. The pictures on it and everything. But the... The preamble to it is just like gold. And I know that it was written in the 50s, but uh, I just hear this guy's heart when he's reading the book of Acts. He says this, he says, The moment one suggests that our church might learn from the early unsophistication, one is accused of oversimplification of the issues involved in our modern world. It is, of course, possible that the translator, speaking of himself, has had his head turned by too close to a study of these artless and energetic pages. But nevertheless, he feels after such study that the Holy Spirit has a way of short-circuiting human problems. Indeed, in exactly the same way that Jesus Christ in the flesh cut through the matted layers of tradition and exposed the real issue, just as he again and again brought down a theoretical problem to a personal issue. So we find here the spirit of Jesus dealing not so much with problems as with people. Many problems comparable to modern complexities never arise here because the men and women concerned were of one heart and of one mind in the spirit, speaking of the church, those who'd known the Lord Jesus. Many, and this is the part really, many other issue is never allowed to arise because these early Christians were led by the Spirit to the main task of bringing people to God through Christ and were not permitted to enjoy fascinating sidetracks. Here is a simple, unvarnished, conscientious account of the behaviour and actions of quite a small group of people 
who honestly believed that Jesus was right in his claims. Amen. Do you believe it? Have you been reading it? It's all, I can't hear. Do you believe this? Do you believe that the book of Acts speaks to us and it is all possible for our involvement in that amazing um, commission that Jesus gave us? Yeah, I know you do. I'm just drawing it out of you. (laughs) I like to hear your voice. So the church in Acts represent this streamlined, focused picture, this example, um, the blueprint of the church here on earth um, all those years ago. And, you know, this, this guy, he, 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 this was his opinion back in the 50s. Um, you know, he was part of the church at that time. And the, uh, the church has come a long way since then. Um, and yet still I'm challenged to the core to step up. As the word came this morning, for us to be the cavalry, respond. Who, who wants to be part of the cavalry here? You know, he said, you are. The miracle is in you. Don't wait for anything to happen. Move. Pentecost has already happened. Um, and I love that, you know. And this is what, this was the, the vibrations on the inside of him that J.B. Phillips was feeling. Um, and we're part of, we've come into amazing revelation, you know, ministry gifts on the earth, equipping us for the works of ministry that we would come to all the fullness of Jesus and be a, a full stature of Christ and be the fullness of him who fills everything in every way, the whole earth filled with his glory um, as we were singing this morning. So what, what was it about them? And, and we've, I think, pretty much each week probably made reference to this scripture in um, the book of Acts, but they were a devoted people. Um, They were devoted to this, 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 and this, and I won't recount some of those things just now, but devotion, it said, it was the hallmark of this body on the earth that people saw. So I I looked at um, some words, like I say, I like words, apologies. I'm sort of contradicting myself now, but I'm gonna (laughs) use some words. the, the Strong's um, definition of this word devoted, it, said, um, it, it says, I persist, I persevere in, I, can, I continue steadfast in and I wait upon. It's like this movement, this always moving forward into the next degree of glory. Um, the Helps word search said this, properly to consistently Show strength which prevails. Everybody say prevails. To show strength which prevails in spite of difficulties and to endure and remain firm, staying in a fixed direction. Doesn't that remind you of of Jesus when I was saying about um, Isaiah prophesying that he would come with his face like flint, unrelenting at the call on his life to set people free and cause the kingdom of God to come to to earth. Um, And you know... These guys were steadfast. Nothing was going to stop them. Um, We see an account of these guys who were together. Um, We don't really see that, as far as I can see, um, examples of where they were ministered to. um, Other than after persecution, when they'd been flogged, when they'd been told, no, you must not share this name. They locked them up, put them in prison. Um, they, They needed to come back to Holy Spirit and say, We need more of you, Holy Spirit, because we cannot keep silent. Would you help us? Give us boldness to preach this gospel. 
that was the time that they were receiving and that's what they were receiving. Um, this was the church in action, looking out to the world to go make Jesus famous, but to set broken hearts, darkened lives free by the light of this gospel. This was the, the focus that they had. We, we saw guys go from totally confused, not knowing. They followed Jesus round, scratching their head, moments of excitement when he gave them a moment of, of, of empowerment and sent them out and they would come back. Um, and yet, they forgot everything that he told them. They went from knowing, believing, apparently, and understanding to actually totally forgetting. It just went and left their whole mind and their experience, and they needed the reminder. But something happened that changed all that, and we'll come to that. I can't blame them for that. <laughs> I'm not surprised that that was the way, and I, and I feel like it, um, it speaks to us as a, as a prompt, really. So they were witnesses, face eye to eye witnesses of his resurrection. See, guys, this is what the whole of our existence as Christians relies upon. See, we could not be born again without believing the miracle that death had been defeated. Romans chapter 6, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Um, that's the miracle that we had to believe. And they, they thought they believed it. But then when it happened, when he died, the belief had gone. Um, and, but thankfully, they were eyewitnesses of his resurrection. And he came back and he appeared to them. And something happened um, miraculously in the heart. Um, part of that unique sort of example of salvation that is, is unique for that time. But we, we know we, we too come into that witnessing of his resurrection. How many of you feel it on the inside of you? How many of you know without a shadow of a doubt that you've, Jesus is alive? Yeah. You've witnessed his resurrection. I mean, there'd be people listening online maybe and think, well, how is that possible? How can you believe? You've not seen him. You've not spoken with him. This is the supernatural kingdom. We stand with those people. We are witnesses of his resurrection. And when we tell people that he's alive, it's not just a head knowledge, is it? It's flowing from you. And that's how you can lift your hands and worship. It's amazing. See, the witnessing of his resurrection will focus your life. And it put them on a path and they were not turning back. It pushed back the natural boundaries that exist, natural laws that were set in place. It, it just obliterated them. And this miracle of Death being defeated and life being birthed. It sprung up from the earth and everything changed. And it did in your life and it did in mine. See, remaining in resurrection life then will keep us moving forward in the revelation of this. See, today we are moving forward. Every day, every time we gather, we're moving forward into something new. From glory to glory, as the scripture says. And we don't need to go back if we would only believe and keep believing, fixing our eyes, remaining in the word and allowing Holy Spirit to remind us because we need him so much. And so did the apostles and the disciples at that time. Faith, it says, is the substance of things we hope for. 
It's the evidence of things we can't see. Um, but this was evidence for them. Our salvation experience was evidence for us. Nobody is ever going to take that away from us. Amen? We can stay and live and run in the good of this resurrection life. So they were witness of his resurrection and they remained in resurrection life. We too are witnesses of his resurrection power and we're walking to remain in resurrection life. Amen? So that's where we're going. That's where we're remaining. That's where we're keeping believing. And the evidence is there for everybody around us to see as we live in the good of that. So um, at Pentecost, um, Peter demonstrated this change. He went from not understanding to absolutely knowing and the Holy Spirit welled upon the inside of him. And, he, and David before that prophesied of death and decay, losing its hold on people of the earth, starting with Jesus. Um, when, when Pentecost happened, the Holy Spirit came. And you can read about that if you've not, if you don't know about that. But I'll just, I'll just go straight to Acts 2, where, where he preached and he explained. And again, it was spoken of this death being defeated. Acts 2.22 said, Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst. Just as yourselves know, this man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him from the dead, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord, con Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue was overjoyed. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to under undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. The ways of life. Just hold that phrase for a minute. You have made known to me the ways, the ongoing steps, the thoughts, the behaviors, the words, the patterns, the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness or full of joy in your presence. Brothers, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. So because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on his throne, he looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was neither abandoned to Hades nor did his flesh suffer to get decay. It is this Jesus whom God raised up, a fact to which we are all witnesses. And there it begun. And off they went, empowered by the Holy Spirit, speaking of this resurrection, demonstrating the power, um, resurrecting people from the dead. Um, there was, there's a couple of accounts in Acts, um, breaking people out of bondage. But it, it's, it's, it's amazing that it was... As you read through Acts, that was just like a byproduct of this resurrection life. The focus now was becoming like Jesus, was growing up into the full stature of who he was, speaking like him, walking like him, talking like him. And then all these, all these wonderful things that occurred were a byproduct of their relationship with him and come into the revelation of the fullness of Christ. It was amazing. And they passed that on unrelentlessly going to the ends of the earth, first to the Jews, 
then to the next place, and the boundaries kept pushing back. And we're seeing that today, aren't we? Um, even the spiritual realm, the, the second heaven is screaming because there's not much room left because the kingdom of heaven is growing and advancing. Demons are screaming. They know, the enemy knows that his time is coming and Jesus will return. Um, and we're part of that. I, 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 I'm not at all discounting miracles and raising the dead. Um, I was just stirring myself this week, just watching, some, watching this um, young kid being delivered. Um, this lady was just speaking over a group of people in a park. Um, yeah, a pe- group of people in a park, ministering to them. And this little boy just pushed his way. He'd probably be 10 or 11. Clearly had autism. Um, was, you know, just moving with some stero- stereotypical movements. And um, his mom was like, embarrassed she's oh no what's gonna happen social boundaries are nothing here he he was he was talking um what what people would have said was there was a a disturbance there was a distraction and she said no mom leave him leave him and she came she said what's your name and um this demon started to manifest and speak to her and um yeah she said what's your name and um, silenced this demon, cast it out. And this, this boy just went, oh, what just happened? He spoke as clear as day, like nothing at all had ever happened. Yeah, come on, give him praise. Spoke as clear as day. Proper sentence, explained the feeling that he just had, woke up out of that sleep, and that was it. And filled him with the Holy Spirit, Jesus did. Um, Mom then got delivered, renounced all, all manner of things. And off they went, and a whole family. And now plugged into a church, as Demo says, the responsibility as the community, plug the gap. What did, what did God say? Um, wrote down somewhere, plug the gap, secure the gate. Make sure you hold on to what God has done for you. Because you never have to go back to the grave. The tomb is empty. Did you hear that? We never have to go back looking. We only need one resurrection. There's only one death. There's one death. Man is appointed to die once and then judgment will come. But when into Jesus, we live forever. There's a spiritual death and then there's a spiritual resurrection and we never have to go back. We're moving forward. And this is it. Um, and I love that God was prompting us about that. What is our part to play in the wonderful things that he does to us? You see the disciples, the apostles, their relationship with Jesus had changed. When, um, when I'm at work, at, say, and I have students or people are doing internship or, or just start the job, people are shadowing me, people are following me around. You'll, you'll know this, my children at home, um, we're doing something and I'm keeping a close eye. And um, they're wondering what's going on, and there's a learning. But then there's some of my colleagues who I don't see for, I don't speak to for days. Um, the relationship changes in leadership, doesn't it? Um, my children now, so, you know, one of them goes off to school and then goes on a trip, and I'm not tucking them into bed. I'm not making sure they've taken their vitamins and eaten their fruit. I've lose, they're off for a week. I'm like, you know, I'm being honest, you know. <laughs> But the relationship changes, doesn't it? Everything has to grow. Maturity has to happen. Um, Trust 
has to come. Do you know God trusts you? Oh, he trusts you. He absolutely trusts you. You can't do without of him. You have to remain in him, but he trusts you. He's entrusted you with such an amazing anointing. Like Ryan said, he saw the shouldering of his presence and his responsibility. Um, We're all okay as the community. I know I'm bringing challenge and God spoke to us in challenges. And I'm just rolling with that this morning because I can see him just bringing out gold from us for our future. Give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, so, so that, that, was, um, that, was, that was what happened. And, you know, after the cross, it was crazy for them, wasn't it? Downcast, just totally forgetting. If, if we just think about the scripture where, can you remember the road to Emmaus, where the disciples were walking? And um, Jesus just sneaked up on them, didn't he? Um, he, he wasn't, they, they didn't know it was Jesus anyway. But they know all about the, the cross and what happened. <laughs> And he just, it's like he was just listening. Well, what, what's the matter? Why are you, why are you thinking like this? Um, and um, it was that that time after the cross, um, the resurrection had occurred. He's revealing himself. He revealed himself to um, the disciples. But before then, um, no, I won't, won't jump into that. But let's um, let's 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 move on. <laughs> Not too many words. <laughs> But he was saying to these guys on the road to Emmaus, you know, it's like he taught them. He revealed, again, the spirit of revelation. And, and they broke bread because, remember, the devotion here, they were devoted to breaking of bread. Um, because when we break bread, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And their eyes were opened. And it was like, oh, yeah. And off Jesus went. And they said to each other, wasn't our hearts burning as he was just teaching us and opening up um, the revelation? Um, they were blinded, but then their eyes were opened. And, you know, joy always comes in the morning. You know, we should never, if you feel like that, I hope you never do. Um, and the world feel that right now. So that's why we're preaching this. But if you ever feel like that, um, you don't need to go back. You don't need to question. You don't need to start digging up foundations. Um, Jesus is with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He died for you. And the Father, as you draw close to him, reveal his goodness to you. And you'll come alive and you'll just step into the goodness and you'll be off on your path again. And that's what happened with these guys. As we're devoted together, as we take communion, we break bread. It's one of those things that they were devoted to so they would remember him all the way through. Um, so it was a time of proving um, and joy would come in the morning when they realized that he'd been resurrected. And it says that um, they were witnesses of his resurrection. And that thing about not going back again and again, back to the grave. And we we will look at that account when Mary um, went back. And then John ran back and got there first. And we'll, we'll just pull some things out of that. But it's like, I don't see that language in the Bible of 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 going backwards and going in circles. Just again, I keep saying it, prophesied from glory to glory, um, not backwards and looking again and, and stalling and stumbling. Um, it, the, the, the words that come to me are forever 
and ever and ever. Amen. Praise and honor and glory and power and riches to you forever and ever. Amen. To the one who is seated on the throne and, and all of a sudden the church is lifted up and it grows um, in just one day. How many thousand of people added, baptized in water, filled the Holy Spirit and, and the whole world is starting to be transformed and, and on a personal level, but then flowing out to those around us. Okay, let's, let's have a look at um, just this... Uh, this statement here then. So the disciples didn't quite get it. When they were with Jesus, they sort of had to keep pressing the reset button. So that coming back in their understanding. But the church in Acts got it. They didn't just get it. They got the Holy Spirit. This was the key change. And they didn't need another resurrection. They were called the church of the way. They moved differently in continual devotion to this revelation. Witnesses of his resurrection. And their lives were a witness of this to the world around them. They went from glory to glory. So our question today to each other is, do we believe who he says that we are? Do we believe what he said about us? Do we believe that the foundation of salvation is laid? The spirit has come and filled us. And are we standing strong on that revelation? Um, see, we, we walk and take faith and we've come into a supernatural existence, into a supernatural kingdom that defies all the natural laws. So death has lost its sting on us. And this is why we need each other to constantly remind one another in communion, in that koinonia that Anna was reminding us of, of last week, one to another, we remind each other of what Jesus has done. Because I can forget. And, and, and actually, then I need Holy Spirit to keep reminding me, to keep awakening me. I've not fallen asleep. He says... Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and then Christ shall shine on you. That's happened. And then he says later, arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. His glory has risen upon you. See the tense there, not in the past, not in the future, the now. Yeah, sorry, it is in the past, and the, and, and the good of the now. Um, his glory has risen upon you, on me, and from heaven. They sang, didn't they? Um, the whole earth is filled with his glory. The whole earth is filled with his glory. We've just got to lift back the veil and release it. Amen. Um, and he, here's a promise in 1 Peter then. So through the resurrection, just about thinking about things that don't fade, things that don't wear out, the eternal nature of what God is building into us and has established says 1 Peter 1, 1.4, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish. It can never be defiled and it can never diminish. It is promised and preserved in the heavenly realms for you. Now, it's there for us and we're living in a kingdom that's now and not yet, but aren't we finding, aren't we living right from this time that we're just pulling it into the now? Um, everything is possible, he says. He says, if you ask my Father in my name, he'll do it for you. Um, demons fleeing, sicknesses um, being uh, ended, um, hope coming, um, and then hope giving birth to faith where there's evidence of his kingdom coming on the earth. And um, this is the supernatural church that we belong to. So 
all things that are laid up for us. Um, we lombarda. Who was, who was teaching us that at one conference? Jane Hammond. Um, we lombarda or lombano. I'm not very good at, at the, the word there. But she said, reach into heaven. Pull it into existence and let it manifest. Let the gift of faith be stirred up on the inside of us. We walk by faith and not by sight. Let's just put our hands up a minute. Just reach up. Holy Spirit, together as a community, we stir up the gift of faith this morning. Where things that are not come into being. That we can call them forth on behalf of those who don't know you. On behalf of nations and communities that are just low in darkness. Those whose eyes have been blinded. Lord, we reach into heaven. We say, let the resource of the Spirit come so that eyes would be opened, that people would taste and see that you are good. And in, in, our, in our community, where we need to remind each other, where we need to quicken each other, where we need to support and stand and love each other, stir up the gift of faith within us, that one to another, we would help each other grow into all that God has for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look at the person next to you a minute. That's right. See, the relationship changes. We, we need Jesus, but we just cannot do it on our own. We need each other. We're a team. We're the cavalry, God has said this morning. And you've responded. If you didn't respond, then, um, you know, you will have opportunity to do that um, before you leave. But you are the cavalry, as God said this morning. The, the, the plan is you on the earth. So, um, so let's have a look at this, this uh, account then. But the tomb is empty right now. And it was back then. Turn to John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 1. So it's now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb. While it was still dark and saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. So she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They've taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter and the other disciple went forth and they were going to the tomb. And two were running together and the other disciple ran ahead faster. I'm glad J.B. Phillips did another translation. I'm reading from... Uh, New American Standard right now. Um, he's speaking about John there. So, G, so Peter and the other disciple went forth and they were going to the tomb. The two were running together and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stopping and looking into the tomb, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. And to Simon Peter also came following him and entered the tomb and he saw the linen wrappings lying there. And the face cloth, which had been on his head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up on the place by itself. So the other disciple, John, who had first come to the tomb, then also entered and he saw and he believed immediately. Some translations say as soon as he saw, he forgot they were they were in there, frightened, downcast. As soon as he saw in that grave, it's like he said immediately believed. I wonder what it was that caused that shift in his, his mindset. Um, but he said the stone had been rolled away. The tomb was empty. There was nobody there. And he said the, the linen cloth that he was wrapped up in was folded up 
Um, and then the, the, the one that was around his head was separated and was evident there as well. But it, it just speaks of like everything to do with the old covenant, everything to do with death and the natural state of existence had just been defied, been taken off, and the body had gone. So there'd been a resurrection. And it says immediately he believed. And you know, for us, um, it's, it's like that in our baptism, isn't it? Um, we die once, we give our life. It says, we have been crucified with Christ and we no longer live. And the life we now live is by faith in the Son of God who died and rose again on our behalf. And, and our identity now is wrapped up in this process that Christ went through, died on the cross. He nailed us, our sin, everything. We, we were buried with him in baptism. And then we were raised to new life, hey, um, into the new covenant and resurrection life, pulsated through. And, um, you know, we can, we can look back to that day um, if we want to, but we never need to go, we never need to die again. We never need to um, bury ourselves again and think, I want to start again. Um, I mean, in the spirit, in the right now I'm talking. We never need to think that Jack Christ sacrificed for us and the power of his resurrection was never enough, that we need to actually just dig everything up and start all over. You know, because we are going on a mission and our lives have the opportunity to bring Christ back to this earth if we will keep pressing on, if we will keep growing until we become the full stature of Christ on the earth. And you know, I, I feel like Holy Spirit is prompting us this morning where he says, plug the gap, secure what God has done for you, secure the gate. What, what is it, God, that we can do to labor with you? Because our relationship is changing. We're growing with you. And you're, you're asking us to do things. You're asking us to take, step out and take responsibility for our lives, for our community, that we will grow into you. Yes, we need you to do the miracle. We need you to do the whole 100%. But so much has happened. Now, what is it that I am partnering with you on, God? Together as a community, what is it that we are partnering with you on, God, that we can have impact in this nation and in this world? And ultimately cause you to come nearer and who knows nobody knows but there's got to be one generation that brings him back there has to be a generation who believes that their prayers are bringing the Lord Jesus back um, that a generation that will not die literally wow I know it's pushing the boundary you know my brain but I'm not living as a natural person on the earth. You're not living as a natural person on the earth. You've defied through Christ the natural laws. And now those things that have no law in terms of life and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we are free to manifest and demonstrate who he is. Amen? Yeah, just put your hand on your heart. Just, just, just say, Lord, we're challenged, but... All things are possible. Oh, I, just, I just think of that scripture in Corinthians that used to, when I'd just been saved, and I used to think I was going crazy when everybody was telling me, shut up, Gary, you're going mad. Um, everybody thought I'd joined a sect. Everybody thought, whoa, whoa, Gary's got religion. 
um, family, friends, lonely place really. I'll get, get in, in that word and I read it. Um, and you say, if, if I'm in my right mind, it's for your sake. But if I'm crazy, it's for Christ. Because I'm no longer living on this earth. We're living in a supernatural realm. And it's time for us to hear that call that came this morning. It's time for us. And we are and we will. But again, to just embrace the supernatural kingdom that we're part of. And to usher people in. Pain is temporary. Death is temporary. But we're seeing it all around us, as God pointed out this morning. But there's an answer. You are the answer to bring the kingdom of God. Uh, things are shaking. There's challenges in our own lives. Um, but if we believe in this resurrection power, there's, there's the call that says, come up higher. Come up higher, my son. Come up higher, my daughter. Fix my eyes. Fix your eyes. Fix your face like flint. And you'll see things start to be put in place. I will move on your behalf. If you keep your commission and your call, first thing. If you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, all these things will come to pass. I just challenged myself this morning. That, that's what I'm, I'm moved about because I think back to those days. <laughs> and, but nothing's changed. I've grown. I've moved on. I've moved into revelation and, and experiences. I've been wounded. I've been knocked back. And yet, actually, Jesus shows me how much I've come forward. Jesus shows you how much you've come forward from that time of resurrection. After everything that you're going through, everything that you've been through, you've not stumped your growth. You're not needing to go back. He is taking you forward on your race and you are running it with energy and with power. Amen? Yes, you are. We are together here at Revival Fires. Here is the body of Christ on the earth. So um, we, we, we're called to be doers of the word. I think we, we've probably come to a place there. Um, I, I just want to just share a bit of a picture uh, on that um, that God showed me. And I've spoke about it. But I just saw this person like doing uh, an art exam. And um, like Jesus was showing me that they were beautifully skilled. And um, they had an amazing gift. And... Um, he always shows me this about that people. I think last time I spoke, I was feeling the same thing, but this, this artist was in an exam and they were creating this piece and it started off and then they screw the paper up. No, it's no good. I'm going to start again. Cleanse the water, new water. Cleanse the paint, new, new canvas. Start to paint again. I'd only got three hours in this exam. Clock was ticking. Um, started off. Was looking at it. It's like, nah, just don't like that. It's no good. Threw it. Back, back. Tempt the water. Started it off again. New paint. Blank canvas. Um, and I just, just, just sensed the sort of, ah, you know, time's running out. In three hours, that whole journey that you've been given, you could create such a beautiful picture. Um, but each time that that artist started again, the time was running out and they had less and less time to create this masterpiece. And it, was, it became, you know, multiple times going back and it was rushed and it was rushed. And, and at the end of it, yeah, there was a picture. There was an amazing 
um, outcome because of the gift that was in this artist. But if only they would have just trusted and keep going and not give up and let, let that hand and that gift just move that paint and that brush and it would all have worked out. How many of you seen an artist painting actually? And when you first see it, you think, what? You know, what is that? And then they're just, but, you know, and sometimes they do it upside down, don't they? And they're, they're doing it to music and they spin it around and all of a sudden, boom, this masterpiece is there. You know, your life is like that. It says that. You're like a poem. You're God's masterpiece created for good works. You know, he's shaping you. Don't, don't believe what the enemy shows you on this path. Uh, don't believe. Let us stir each other, other up. Let us encourage each other. Let's keep holding up the mirror and, and reflecting Jesus. Because each time you look at him, you are reflecting his glory. That is a promise. And I believe it with all my heart. I know you do. I'm going to just read a, a scripture as long as I've not thrown it away <laughs> that um, helps us with that. Um, shall we stand together? Let's stand together. Um, and I, and I, th- I think we've, um, we, we've responded this morning. God called us. And, um, and you know, if you wave it on that, you, you can just do that right now. You say, God, yeah, I believe it. I'm part of this cavalry. I'm worthy. I'm in. Because by grace, I've been saved. His spirit is empowering me. And yet, I might make some mistakes, but they're all covered by the blood of the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth. And you know, just hold on to him. He's going to change these situations. You might not see it immediately, but don't screw up the canvas. Don't try and go back. Don't think, oh, this is me. I'm failing. Remember that it was all about him right from the start. And trust everything to him. But yeah, this uh, scripture, I think I have thrown it away somewhere. <laughs> might have to wrap it up. Uh, Yeah, no, here it is. But James, in chapter 1, he says this, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously, without reproach. He has no reproach on you, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith. See, that's the ingredient. That's the thing that pleases him. Has anybody got faith in the room this morning? Yeah, we are people of faith. It's all you need. It's all you need. We must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. And you are doers of the word. I decree that over you this morning. You are doers of the word. You're in. Calvary, you're a people of faith and you're asking and you're believing. You're not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his natural face. Everybody say natural. We thank you, Lord, that the natural existence is gone. He's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For one For once he has looked at himself and gone away from that mirror, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. So just put your hand on your heart a minute. 
I'm just going to renounce some things. Just This is how quick it can be. Just coming straight into alignment with Jesus. No big deal. So we just say, Jesus, I believe you. I renounce every time that I've doubted you. I renounce every thought where I've believed that I'm not who you say I am. That I'm not good enough. That I need to start again. I jump off that hamster wheel and I'm running my race in faith in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, go on, give him praise. Yes. But, but we are one who looks intently at the perfect law. Everybody say perfect. The perfect law. The law of liberty. Say liberty. The law of freedom. And abides by it. Oh God, let us abide. Let us produce fruit that remains. We abide in this law of liberty. We abide with your, with your help in this law of freedom. And we are not forgetful hearers. We are effectual doers. And this man will be blessed in everything that he does. Amen. Amen. Let's give him praise. So we, um, we received from him this morning and we spoke of a supernatural kingdom and a supernatural realm. And when we're together, there is no hiding place for anything that is not in line with that. Um, sin, sickness, um, uh, challenges that are not lining up with his perfection. Um, and this morning, we have um, a team that are ready to stand with you and break that off. Um, that, that gift of faith would be stirred in you to say, yes, Lord, I'm believing. Um, it's not happened yet, so I want it to happen now. Do you believe everything's possible? Yeah. Do you believe in a moment now yeah. something can happen? If you want um, people to stand with you and pray, confess the word and release the spirit uh, where you can say yes and amen. And we just open up the front. If life group leaders come forward and uh, we're ready to stand with you in agreement. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed by it. You can stay connected with all that God is doing here and be resourced by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, following us on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Revival Fires, giving and sowing into the ministry at our website, www.revivalfires.org.uk.